What's up, guys? I just wanted to say super big thanks for listening to podcast and Lockdown Universe for the past year and a half. It's been such a pleasure for me. Um, I'm just going to send a shout out to everyone who's donated, and I just would appreciate anything that you can donate um, as it'll help me buy more equipment. Um, and I just want to do this for you guys full time, man. I, I just want to bring you guys more content. Uh, I'm looking at developing uh, a video channel so that I can uh, have a video channel to interact with you guys as well on YouTube and TikTok um, and a few other platforms. So uh, if you can, feel free to drop a couple bucks into the Anchor uh, pot. You can just log into anchor.fm and go to Lockdown Universe and drop something there. It'd be super appreciated. Uh, even if you can't, that's okay. But if you can, just a few dollars makes a huge difference. Thanks so much, and let's get on with the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, I want to enlighten you guys to the idea of a seed and DNA hidden secret facility. But it's not so hidden. But most people don't know about it. So that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. It's called the Doomsday Vault. Okay? Sounds pretty eerie and, you know, uh, very, you know, creepy. <laughs> I'm sure there's better words out there, but you get the idea. So they call it the Doomsday Vault, and it's located above the Arctic Circle between Norway and the North Pole. And therein lies the resource of a vital importance to the future of mankind. It's not coal, it's not oil, it is seeds. And genetically modified plants, germplasm, is what they call them as well. So there's an excellent article on, on time.com uh, uh, about the Doomsday Vault. Um, I'll talk a little about a little bit about it from here. Uh, Wikipedia doesn't have a; it has a lot of technical info, but I think uh, a broad thirty thousand view, thirty thousand foot view, is is better than all the technical stuff. But what fascinates me is that, like, you know, when we think about, like, the Arctic Circle, um, you know, we know that there's, like, a lot of hidden bases up there. We've heard about these over, over the span of our research into ufology. And um, we've, we've also heard of Noah's Ark, right? And a lot a lot of people think that Noah's Ark was the DNA ship where they, they kept all of the genetic material for recreating all of the animals and living life on earth. So here we have our human storage facility where we keep millions of tiny brown specks from more than, get this, 930,000 varieties of food crops. I didn't even think there was that many different plants on the planet. That's crazy to me. And that's just food crops. That's not just like plants, right? I mean, there may be millions of plants, but I mean, food, these are food crops, 930,000 food crops are stored in the Global Seed Vault in, get this name, Spitsbergen, <laughs> part of Norway's Svalbard Archipelago. So it's the huge deposit box, basically, for holding the world's largest collection of agricultural biodiversity, according to the article. It states that inside the building is 13,000 years of ag agricultural history. Now, why this is fascinating to me, you know, I'm always fascinated with you know, the future of humanity, how we maintain ourselves, what that's going to look like, 
you know, and it, it directly correlates into like how aliens use our DNA to change and manipulate and do what they want to do with, with our DNA. We're doing that with crops, right? Genetically modified uh, crops. So uh, in this secret base, we also have uh, the fact that it's the farthest north you can fly on a commercial airline. So, I mean, that right there, I mean, it, this vault was made, and it's not me saying it, this vault was made to withstand, like, an apocalyptic event, okay? And we can get kind of get in that to it in a second. But, so, why select a very northern location? You know, it makes you wonder, right? Like, what's safe about very icy areas, like? You know, if if there is global warming, right? Would it nuke? Could we could we potentially nuke out our overheat our seed uh, secret facility by having it near the equator? So maybe having it in an icy area is smart. Um, but it's been dubbed the Doomsday Vault, uh, which conjures up ideas of an apocalyptic event. Um, but it is made for a catastrophe. Um, it's much smaller. Um, it is the much smaller localized destruction and threats facing gene banks all over the world that the vault was designed to protect against. And that's why it was opened in February. When's the date of this article? There's no date. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So, but people actually, I believe this was built in 84. Um, and it's been upgraded just recently. And so... Every 10 years or so, there's different populations, uh, different countries, where they'll update their seed um, deposits in this uh, Swedish uh, bank so that it gets updated as we get better uh, developed plant life. So there are big and small doomsdays going on around the world every day, they say. Genetic materials being lost all over the globe. Now that's kind of interesting, right? Because we do have a lot of storms. We have a lot of destruction, droughts, things of that nature where we don't have, you know, our population uh, safe. You know, not human population, but, you know, plant life. Um, they state that near the entrance to the facility, a rectangular wedge of concrete that juts out starkly against the snowy landscape uh, is where the doomsday nickname seems eerily apt or eerily um uh, Appropriate. It was precisely for the remoteness that Svalbard was chosen as the location of the vault. It is away from other places on Earth where you have war and terror. Everything maybe you are afraid of in other places, it's situated in a safe place. Its only neighbor is a small repository buried away from the dangers of the world, the Arctic World Archive, which aims to preserve data for the world's governments and private institutions open deep in a mine nearby on March 27th. They have a picture of it here, which is pretty cool. They show where the Svalbard Global Seed Vault is built into a mountain, right? So it's like that, that Colorado NORAD base, right? Or the one that we always see in uh, Stargate SG-1 that's built into the side of a mountain. That's exactly what it is here. They have the vault opening outside of the mountain the rest of it has a huge long tunnel to the main chambers where they have um, other vault rooms located so this thing can withstand a, a serious amount of erosion destruction uh any airborne 
issues. Everything's going to be underground, right? So it's fine. Um, the entrance leads to a small tunnel-like room filled with loud whirring noise of electricity and cooling systems required to keep the temperature within vault consistent. Through one door is a wide concrete tunnel illuminated by strip lighting leading 430 feet down into the mountain. At the end of the corridor is a chamber, an added layer of security to protect the vaults containing the seeds. There are three vaults leading off of the chamber, and only one is in current use. The door is covered in a thick layer of ice, hinting at the sub-zero temperatures inside. In here, the seeds are stored in a vacuum-packed silver packets, test tubes, and large boxes that are neatly stacked from floor to ceiling on shelves, and they have very little monetary value, they say, but the boxes hold the keys to the future of global food security. Isn't that interesting? They hold little value, but they hold the keys to the future of global food security. And over the past 50 years, agricultural practices have changed, right? I mean, we know this, right? Technological Technological advances happen. Um, there's large-scale crop production that changes. Yields change. Sometimes we get the yields that we we uh, predict, and sometimes we don't. We've got the Farmer's Almanac to help with that. Uh, my my grandparents were farmers, um, and they that was their livestock. Uh, you know, that's how they how they survived. That was how they made their living. Uh, you know, you had years where you had way too much rain destroyed the crops. You had years that were droughted. Uh, you had other factors uh, involved, um, you know, air quality, all that kind of stuff, right? If you had a fire, you know, from, from the north or, you know, that drifted down from, you know, Canada, that happens all the time. That can, that can cause damage to crops. You know, it just depends, man. You know, there's a lot of things that are, that are involved in, in farming. Um, you know, it makes sense to do some farming inside where it can be protected. However, it's not going to get the normal light of the sun. You'd have to do it artificially. So um, what they state here, let's go through some numbers here. It says that the biodiversity has decreased to the point that now only 30 crops provide 95% of human food energy needs. Only 10% of rice varieties that China used in the 50s are still used today. The U.S. has lost over 90% of its fruit and vegetable varieties since the 1900s. 90%. I mean, I, I'm assuming they mean like, different varieties yeah i mean that's what they're talking about variety so i mean like not necessarily the category like an apple but maybe they're talking about like the varieties of apples or the varieties of corn or the varieties of a pear you know so um that's why they're doing this that's why they've created this um and these seeds that are lying in the deep freeze of the vault include wild and old varieties many of which are not in general use anymore so, you know, you hear some stuff about like, oh, ancient oats and ancient grains and stuff like that. It might not necessarily be so ancient because <laughs> it's, it's still being, uh, you know, produced. The ancient stuff is probably in this you know, secret doomsday vault. Um, but they have 200,000 varieties of rice to keep us fed. Um, and there, uh, there are as many as... 1700 versions of the vault called gene banks all over the world this global network collects preserves and shares seeds to further agriculture result uh, research and to, to develop new varieties but the svalbard this this one we're talking about the svalbard vault was opened 
in 2008, but it was conceived in the 80s, and Sweden had um, used a coal mine up until 2008 to store these, these seeds. So they had the inception of what I was talking about, 84 before. They had the inception of a vault, but they didn't have the high technology that they do with this doomsday vault. Um, but doesn't it make you wonder, you know, like, we always talk about this. Thine who holds the power of the food holds the power of the world. Once somebody takes over the power of water, once somebody takes over the power of food, you, we are screwed, right? Because we won't have that power anymore. They even made it illegal in the U.S. to collect rainwater, at least, you know, in in the states that I know about. Um, I don't know about other countries. Doesn't that seem silly? It seems ridiculous, right? They say, oh, well, you know, uh, it's going to cause problems with the water table. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, one person collecting rainwater, you could have everybody collecting rainwater and it's still not going to damage the amount of water that's in the natural areas of land, even in your backyard. If you had one tank back there, even 10 tanks back there, it's not going to do much, you know, maybe a little, but not much, you know, I mean, it's not in the farm, you know, you're doing it in your backyard, doing it wherever you you live. Uh, collecting rainwater seems like a ridiculous thing to make illegal. But then again, we live in America where damn near everything's illegal. We have the highest incarceration and, you know, land of the free. I think not, my friends. You know what I mean? So what's interesting is um, in this article, they also talk about um, concerns about civil war um, in Syria. Um, and so a lot of a lot of countries actually have these vaults, but they're not as high tech as the Swedish one. Um, but they want to leave it behind for future uh, generations so they can have the capability to um, create and, and work with this DNA. Now, if you listen to my podcast, last year I did a podcast, uh, three of them actually in a row, about a buried base, about a buried ancient alien base. Um, I think it was in Romania. I have to go back into it, but I believe it was Romania area. And in this base, they discovered, uh, the military discovered that it was the people that created this base were probably about 14 feet tall. Um, and they had created these long tables and what seemed like kind of like study areas. And then once they sat down, it activated the, this database of DNA and DNA that they could manipulate, um, with species, interspecies, as well as plant crops. So, these aliens were able to, and had the technology and the foresight to be concerned about, about plant life, about human, well, about species, living species life, and how the DNA would work within these, uh, these areas and these arenas. It's very important, right? Very important. Um, so it's just something to think about, right? We're not the only ones that have interest in DNA manipulation and the future of what we eat and the future of what we become. There's other species out there, 14 foot tall ones, apparently that have the capability to do that as well. So there you go. Right. Um, but yeah, moving forward, uh, Russia has some of the, has a, has a lot of these bases as well. Um, and different countries share, uh, different seed types, different, uh, 
generational seed types. So it's not just one one country keeping them all to themselves. They actually share. Um, there's like 10,000 different species of, of peppers. So people are sharing those as well. Um, and other other foods that people want to share to want to make sure that we can survive any any pending um, you know biological attack um, any any doomsday attack you know uh, any any environmental attack um, so that's that's what we're looking for you know overall so important stuff, something to think about. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm going to leave. I got something else I got going on right now. So I hope you guys take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. Take care. Lockdown University.